Hi, and welcome to Tech Talks, the People and Planet podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Don, John Downey, the CEO and co-founder of financial wellness startup, Steady Pay. John, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you, Lee. How are you doing? I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for joining. Oh, no, no, it's my pleasure. So, um, John, let's let's start at the start. If you could give, for the, benefit, for the benefit of our listeners, give us a high-level overview of the problem that Steady Pay is addressing with the mission, and perhaps what, what inspired that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So at Steady Pay, we provide a range of innovative embedded finance products that allow our customers to offer credits to their customers much earlier than usual. Okay. And we call this approach fast track to credit. And we can guarantee to an individual or a business uh, within three month period, despite no traditional credit history, um, some some form of credit. So we think of those cool suite of products, um, including income smoothing and you know quick cash to help both our direct and indirect customers. In terms of mission, yeah, fundamentally, we're on the mission to improve the lives of those underserved by traditional finance players. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for us, you know, we're fundamentally here to change the lives of everyday businesses and workers for the, for the better. So when we think about it, we think about uh, you know, immigrants, uh, young people, uh, you know, hardworking blue collar people who have potentially made a misstep in their early financial lives and are fundamentally underserved by those traditional traditional players that really don't know what to do. And what we're seeing now is even a, a, a higher tightening of that sort of criteria and the need for those really simple solutions to improve your credit score, give a guaranteed path to credit, you know, those essential steps to provide that income stability in what is more and more an unstable world that we live in. Interesting, because it, it you know I, I speak to a lot of people within the the mental health kind of landscape of all this as well, and you know financial health is really really linked into this, isn't it? I think absolutely. So I mean, I think what people seem to forget is you know without that level of financial help or that st- and that stability, mm. um, you know, you're ultimately you're feeling that that stress and you're going mm. from paycheck to paycheck and paycheck to paycheck is a really stressful way to live. Yeah, a hundred percent. And of course it gets, you know, it's even even more so at the moment with everything that's going on in the world. Abs- um, absolutely. So you got I think two products within within the app. That's right. I think a B2C and a B2B one, is that right? Can you talk yes, to us a little bit more about those? Absolutely. So I mean I think you know we'll talk about uh, the B2C. So from a B2C perspective, we fundamentally offer two products at the moment or more more coming soon. Uh, So we have a credit building offering, which effectively helps those that want to build their credit score back to the immigrants new new to the economy. Um, or those that have taken a bit of bit of a dent. What we've seen, and with, this, with all our customers on this, because we've been going for long enough, is that within six months, they usually every six months they jump a band. So let's say you were you were you were fair. Within six months, you're good. Six months after that, you've gone from good to excellent. So yeah. quite a nice credit score progression. Then the other big product is the income smoothing product on the B two C side, where what we're offering is income stability to those with an unstable income. So I normally earn two thousand five hundred a month. For this month, I earned 2000 for some reason. We provide the 500 to make up the difference. It's interest-free, so think of it as a subscription-based model or a Netflix for credit style. What we've then done is said, nicely, I think you, uh, on, the, <laughs> the, on, the, on, the, on the B2B side, is we've taken our overall platform so that we've, you know, we've, we've created and now made our open banking risk engine 
the income smoothing and a number of other products accessible to our B2B partners to then offer offer to their customers. So when you when you think, well, you know, what is an example of a B2B partner? Um, you know, think Neobank, think somewhere where you want to where having that financial solution or access to credit adds to people's lives. So, you know, I need I need either need to improve my credit or I need that access to something relatively quickly and in a, in an embedded and seamless way. So what we've found is it's a very successful when it's seamless and when everybody's pre-approved. That's the other big one. So you don't want to have to apply or oh, like, mm -hmm. and have that am I going to be rejected? I might have been rejected in the past. So it, it removes a lot of that, a lot of the, the potential trauma for people to act, that, that, that actually go, oh, I've, I've been rejected before. How, how do I make sure I don't get rejected, get rejected again, but still give them access to very cost effective financial solutions? And, and, with, and with the businesses that you would serve, are they predominantly small businesses? Uh, interestingly, so the, the end customer, yes, tends to be tends to be small businesses. So one of our partners is uh, Anna Money, so A N N A dot Money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're a neo bank here in the UK, um, and we work with them to to embed our credit solutions in, in, in for their customers. And what they've found is that giving them a fast track to credit. So these are new small businesses. How do we, it allows us to you know effectively start to pour some fuel into what I see as one of the, the, the rocketing rocket sort of areas of the economy. The small business make up for, make a large portion of the economy and a large portion of the paychecks. So mm -hmm. how do we, you know, we, we collectively yeah. actually pour more fuel into that sector because that's how we're going to get out of the cost of living crisis and improve and improve everybody's lives. Interesting. Okay, so I said at the start of the show that you, you know, I, I, I kind of paraphrased you as a startup, but you've actually been going a few years, haven't you? I think oh, I think you're in your seventh year, actually. Well, um, I mean, company's house looks like seven years, but re really, FCA approvals and idea and having an idea and then getting it to getting to market. So we launched at the start of 2020 in terms of like okay. a real a real product in the market to give people context on the, on that. So yeah, several years. Yeah. Okay. Fine. 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 So all right, three and a half years. You know, it kind of in all smooth sailing, you know, plain sailing. What challenges? You mentioned approvals just then. What challenges have you had to navigate? How have you managed to do that so far? So, I mean, loads of loads of challenges, and happy to you know delve into any of them. So, I mean, I'd sort of take them anywhere from to give people insight into the the life of a founder. Anything from the, the <laughs> professional challenges of like how to exit a co-founder or FCA approvals. Through to personal challenges like you know marriage breakups, uh, I, I, I can I can I can tell a tale on all of them. So you know we can, we can get into those. But I think for me, uh, sometimes I think about more of the when you when you're dealing with setbacks, which is an inevitable part of, of being a founder or being a business from being in those sort of senior roles. They, they're going to happen. So it's for me, it's like how do I how do I deal with those? Mm. So you know when I think when I think of sort of how to deal with setbacks. For me, it's acceptance. It's a part of the journey, um, you know, and, and enjoying the ride in terms of you know, the highs and the lows. Looking through it for the lesson, you know, what, what happened, why did it happen, how to improve, you know, being being open to the the lesson on it. Um, attitude, you know, some would say relentless positivity. In this case, I actually disagree. So, given that being a founder in these these sort of journeys is a marathon, I try not to get too attached to being either too positive or too negative which sort of helps me stay in that sort of balanced zone um and then mm. the other one is you know leverage a support network so what you know from a support network they're here to help whether it's mentors advisors friends borrow the neighbor's dog 
doesn't doesn't matter. Whatever helps you is, is, is good. Hundred percent. Um, okay, that's that's good. Um, so we we spoke just briefly before. Um, you're originally from New Zealand. Um, just give us for the benefit of our of our listeners, just explain your your backstory. Um, you know where have you come from? What what's what's the um, what's the story there? Sure, no, no problems. And here, and here, I thought I'd finally developed a London accent, but it turns out not a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, originally, originally from New Zealand. Um, so I mean, we touched sort of really. You know, I had the same problem that a lot of our customers have when arriving in the UK. I was relatively ah, okay. excluded from excluded from credit, which is where, yeah. where some of that comes in. Um, and you know, obviously, I spent a large portion of my professional life there. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. Um, you know, I built, scaled, and exited a, a business while I while, while I was there. Um, did a lot of financial services for a lot, a lot of banks, um, a lot of consulting, built a lot of projects. Um, you know, it's credit risk, which obviously helps from mm. you know, building up the the, st- the steady pay type 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 offering. Um, yeah, and building and scaling a lot of teams, which again sort of helps in terms of in terms of a level of experience. Um, I'd say that if you want to build a, a big, in this case, fintech business, you, know, you need to do it somewhere where you can access the right combination of progressive regulation, uh, tech talent, and capital. Um, yeah. And and for, and for me, that was that that was that was fun. Real okay. Um, what's next for SteadyPay then? Anything exciting in the offing that you can share? Um, I mean, obviously, there's, there's lots of things next. I mean, I say we'll be in a, a new geography. It's probably a next year thing. Um, we've got some great new partnerships uh, coming online. And obviously, I mentioned uh, Anna. We've got another consumer neo bank that will be launching uh, launching short launching shortly with us as well. And um, we'll be starting to power more big names with that lending as a service platform. Uh, we're also uh, enhancing our direct-to-consumer proposition, so that that, that, B, that B2C, uh, to scale out and support more people in the UK. So what we've identified as sort of almost another need. Um, right. So between that sort of building credit and income smoothing, you know, having, having consistent income, is the you know what if I have an emergency expense or a relatively a relatively oh, yeah. small thing, um, and it helps the progression for the people on the the credit building as well. So the the ability to provide several hundred pounds, um, of, uh, again as an emergency expense, no interest. So you're not going to that 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 two hundred pounds for example is not going to become six hundred. It's always going to be two hundred pounds, and mm. and you know provide a nice easy way of paying those back while still continuing to build the credit. So we're calling that product extra cash. That will probably launch sometime this month, maybe next month if we're depending on how the testing goes. Um, but we think that's a, that's a nice intermediate product uh, product for us to launch. But for us, you know, it's how do we how, how do we how do we keep listening to our customers and, and, and pushing new things out? Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Okay, last question then. Um, you know, we, we touched on it already, but financial sustainability is increasingly hot topic, cost of living prices, you know, inflation, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, what's your take on the future of financial wellness? Uh, how is it going to evolve and what's what part in that do you think that steady pay is going to, to have? But yeah, good, 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 good question. I sort of they're complicated in the sense I've got strong opinions and I'll break them into two. So if you think about sort of um, Financial wellness and how we think we can help from a, a, the cost of living where, where we're now, and then we'll come come to the future piece. Yeah. So for for us, you know, we believe that small businesses, you know, they employ sixty percent of the private sector works in the UK, are the main driver of the economy. So 
by improving those, we can improve the overall the, the overall economy. So we're helping those businesses with cash flow, um, or helping individuals with with cash flow. Will actually help you know us doing our doing our doing our little bit or in terms of pushing some of those things forward. But we believe that sort of in addition to the small businesses, fintech is sort of an ecosystem. So the more fintech players that are working together, actually the better things are. So sometimes you think people are competitors, and in reality they actually work better in a in a partnering sense. What we've seen is that from a regulation and government perspective, they're absolutely part of the ecosystem and there's a lot more that they can do to, to help drive the economy out, you know, mm -hmm. out of the doldrums we're in. Um, so, you know, startups wise, you know, easier, easier and better support around R&D, uh, EIS, you know, British Business Bank, kick off the Future Fund again, which, which they were using. Um, so a lot of us are doing more of what they've already been doing in targeted areas. Um, I touched on already in terms of fintech as, as an ecosystem, but if, for example, if you're adding open banking, banking as a service, and lending as a service, you know that's maybe three, maybe even four players there. But yeah. together, that's a very attractive proposition that can help solve cost of living, great resignation, with very much a right fit of products at the right time for that for that for that for those for those customers. So if we're saying, hey, does freelancing with a stable income sound good or just being able to send money abroad to family without worrying about the timing of your next paycheck sound good you know, it's those types of case studies or use cases that you end up making um making it making accessible to people which i think is quite a you know quite, quite an attractive thing for for a lot for a lot for a lot of players for a lot of people um and then in terms of in terms in terms of the in terms of the future well i'll come back from sort of two two perspectives in the in the future yeah you know, what we'll, what we'll see is um traditional banks and financial services organizations are going to operate more like a production company um with their services being made up of many fintechs operating okay. mainly invisibly behind the scenes um we'll see open banking becoming more of a more of a commodity um you know some of the other products will sort of trend down like wage advancing will become will become, become quite cheap um and you know, there'll be a lot of sort of consolidation and um, you know, acquisition in, the, in that space as people are looking to sort of you know, acquire for differentiation. Then, in terms of you know, as we go into the future, you know, we're seeing a, a lot of lot more globalization um, and quite interesting things come out of uh, you know additional economies like Brazil is a great great example where mm -hmm. they've worked really closely with the regulators and are actually got quite a good innovation engine in, in, in engine going there. But I'd say you know to sum it to sum it up, you you know it sounds slightly cliche but a customer centric business model that leverages the best bits of everything mm. some of which are not directly yours and yes that includes generative ai which is the latest buzzword um you know, yeah. is actually almost that route to success and what we're probably going to see in the future as well really interesting to get your thoughts john um it's all we've got time for um so thanks very much for joining us on this episode but um, guys, um, this has been John Downey, the CEO and co-final of uh, Steady Pay. John, thanks very much for your time. Well, appreciate it, Lee. Great talking. Thank you. And guys, this has been the People and Planet podcast. If you've liked the content today, make sure to give us a like, a comment or a share at www.thetechnetwork.io. Thanks. <laughs>